0: Chapter 2. Serena Green Serena Green lay in bed counting the dots on the ceiling, clicking off the minutes and recounting all the things that had gone wrong, and right, that put her in the bed of Beth Colby, one of the most dangerous people she'd ever met. Beth was surveilling Gomes. That much she knew, or rather suspected, but operationally, she wasn't in the loop. It was obvious that Beth still had trust issues when it came to her. Serena couldn't exactly blame her. She had been hired by Magnus Johnson, the pompous idiot who had ruined Beth's operation. The fact that she was still alive, considering everything, was a testament to her spycraft skills and good old fashioned luck. Luck was definitely her friend. She had survived her first encounter with Beth at the Greenleaf facility. And managed to stay alive. Not easy considering her affiliation with Magnus and the fact she was a spy, inserted into the organization by a clandestine, non sanctioned operation hidden within the bureaucracy of the Department of Agriculture. Hell, nothing could possibly go wrong, Serena thought. She'd heard of Beth through Magnus initially and was referred to only as Draper's Girl described as some sort of rabid dog who would slip her leash occasionally. It was obvious to Serena now, after getting to know Beth, that she was complicated. However, crazy didn't seem to fit. Though prone to fits of sudden rage, Beth was, for the most part, calculating and cunning combined with beauty and extreme physicality. Serena thought about the Greenleaf mission often, especially Jack Glasser. Jack had been Beth's pet project, trying to determine how he consistently preempted the organization's stock market manipulations, machinations that were at the heart of their corporate criminal enterprise. The organization assumed Jack was using a sophisticated algorithm of his own design to pierce their veil. For over a year, the organization's most talented field operative, Draper's Girl, known to Jack as Beth Colby, found her way into his orbit, eventually becoming his girlfriend. However, Beth's operation came crashing down around her ankles, due in part to Magnus's freelance project that yielded absolutely no fruit, except a destroyed money laundering facility and a bullet wound for Beth. If Beth was difficult before, Serena now had a front row seat to witness the most pissed off and focused woman she'd ever met. Serena was essentially still assigned to Beth for an undisclosed period to determine her worth and, more importantly, determine whether or not she'd picked up any of Magnus's bad habits. For now, she felt safe, doing Beth's grunt work and being her part-time lover. However, her mind still drifted back to Jack Glasser, someone who thought she'd betrayed her country and was now completely corrupted. The thought killed her. She had developed immediate chemistry with Jack, appreciating his genius and his vulnerability, smitten with his long curly hair, bright green eyes, and self-deprecating humor. She secretly wished she could ask Beth about him, but he was really like when she was with him. However, she wasn't eager to let her know that she was mildly infatuated with Jack. Knowing Beth, it wouldn't end well. Serena knew it had been 45 minutes since Beth had left her bed. She had stopwatch-like powers, and her internal clock was always accurate within 30 seconds, every time, without even trying. She showered and lingered in the bathroom, staring at a reflection in the mirror. Fifteen years ago, she would have never imagined her zeal to do good by joining the FBI after 9-11 would lead her down her current path, working as a double agent for a shadow group, euphemistically called the Department of Agriculture, spying on an even more clandestine group known only as the organization. She had worked hard at the FBI and put her back into her work, yet after ten years, she became hopelessly disillusioned. It had been apparent to her that the continuing terror threat only served the purpose of increasing law enforcement's power with no real return and no real scalps of consequence for her to show for it. She could feel the political machinery behind her, crowding everything she did. Her efforts continually redirected to threats that looked more like witch hunts against the FBI's rivals than real work. Once on her watch, a known person of interest had been lost, assimilated back into the melting pot of anonymity because she had been taken off surveillance to snap pictures of a congressman's daughter getting felt up at a D.C. party. After ten long years, the shine had worn off and she'd had enough. She put in her notice with no future prospects and backpacked the Appalachian Trail for a month before coming home and sulking for another. After two months on a couch, still litigating her life's work day after day, a knock on her door changed her life and injected new meaning and a sense of purpose thanks to a buzz-cut ex-Special Forces officer named Colonel Nathan Rhodes. After a fake death and a new identity, she joined his highly secretive group within the Department of Agriculture, which was composed of former CIA, Homeland Security, FBI and ex military personnel, who, like her, had become disillusioned with the status quo. Their funding was hidden, free from congressional oversight, and their focus was laser sharp identifying, infiltrating, and dismantling the world's largest corporate criminal enterprise, the organization. The woman whom she had gotten close to over the past two months as a lover and fellow organization agent was Beth Colby, known as Draper's Girl. Sexy, lethal, and completely unpredictable. Though she could have easily taken Beth out, Rhodes' long game was to learn as much about the organization as humanly possible. Serena was the first asset they'd been able to put in place, and Rhodes wasn't about to compromise a big score by knocking off an enforcer. Serena checked her metal clock again one hour. She didn't know how long Beth would be gone. However, darkness had settled in on Atlanta and knowing Beth's unique rhythms, she was likely to be out for a while, though she wasn't ready to bet on that just yet. She quickly dressed in her favorite uniform, a black running outfit with leggings and a lightweight jacket. She grabbed a pen and quickly jotted down a coded message for her handlers one that succinctly stated Beth's activities over the past few days. There wasn't much to tell, and she decided to leave fucking me senseless out of the report. She folded a paper up and put it in the side of her shoe and trotted downstairs for a run. It was December in Atlanta, and Christmas lights were everywhere. Atlanta had funky winter weather that could either be ass-chapping cold or warm. It was somewhere in between, with the humidity spiking 70%. It was clammy and uncomfortable as she navigated through the growing dinner crowd in Buckhead. Within 20 minutes, she had made it to a small park, more like an open space with several benches and a view of the nearby office towers. She jogged in place, hands behind her head like a runner catching her breath, checking the area for surveillance. She was clean. She slowly stopped and put her foot on the bench to stretch her calf, taking the small coated note out of her shoe and affixing it to the sticky tape left underneath it. She stretched the other calf and continued to loop back to the apartment, stopping several more times. This was old-school spycraft, using dead drops, coded messages, and minimal electronic communications. Though her official job was an inspector for the Department of Agriculture, She was a spy and well aware of the process in which the NSA collected data. Modern communications feed the beast that's modern electronic surveillance. Phones and emails are efficient, but dangerous for a spy. Calls can be recorded, emails traced, and locations pinpointed. Going old school was the most effective way for her team at the Department of Agriculture to stay off NSA's radar. Her internal clot noted the 45-minute mark. She pulled up her collar and adjusted her headband, shoulder-length hair bobbing as she made her way back.